Support for this podcast and the following message comes from KUST Campus Radio, a student-operated non-commercial radio station. KUST provides students and faculty of St. Thomas a platform dedicated to creative storytelling, diverse viewpoints, and exploring a vast array of audio content. Tune in anytime to KUST at mixler.com slash KUST hyphen radio. Welcome to Keep the Ball Rolling, presented by Tommy Media. On today's episode, we will be talking about St. Thomas football, Minnesota sports, and the NBA. I'm your host, N.K. Apati, joined today by... Adam Mueller. How's it going? I'm going pretty good, pretty good. How's your day so far? Uh, pretty good. It's a little early in the morning. Oh. I'm doing fine. <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely. So let's, let's start this day off with... The St. Thomas football team entered its first Division I season in 2021, ranked 128th out of 128th teams, dead last. And this football season, we have turned it all the way around. In in only 15 months, we are number 23 after they blow out Stenson, 23-0 with two touchdowns by QB Cade Sexier. Uh, the women's hockey team uh, has been struggling this past season, but they finally are looking to be on the upswing. They had their first sweep of the season. They beat Lindenwood both 4-1 to one and 5-3 to three on November 10th and 11th. Uh, Anna Promersberger and Allie Monreen scored in the opening five minutes of the game, and it was smooth sailing from there. Um, they're going to play Minnesota State away and at home this weekend. Um, Minnesota State is a tough opponent. Uh, mm. They're one of the best teams in college hockey, if I'm not mistaken, so... Hopefully they can do something there, at least get maybe one win out of the two. That wouldn't be that bad for the time. Of course, of course. The Minnesota, uh, the men's hockey, the St. Thomas men's hockey team is not doing so great either. They continue to struggle this season to a 2-10 record. They play Michigan Tech home on Friday and Saturday. I feel like our hockey teams, we are starting off slow, but I feel like we're going to start ramping it up as the season goes on, so I'm not too worried about the team at this uh, moment. There's a lot of talented freshmen on both teams, if I'm not mistaken. So mm-hmm. even if this season doesn't end up like they want to, uh, I don't doubt in the next two it'll Especially, yeah, most better. definitely, most definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we get into basketball here, the men's basketball team uh, for the Tommies blew out St. Francis Brooklyn 84-48. to um, There was a duo of two freshman guards that really shined in that game, Andrew Rohde and Kendall Blue. Rohde led all scores with 20 points, and then Blue chipped in 15 points and 5 assists. Um, the Tommy's next game is going to be Missoula, Montana uh, for the Zootown Classic. Uh, they're going to be playing three games over the weekend, and they're going to start with the University of Montana on Thursday. Oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. wow. As also, not even just the Young Bucks, but we have a graduate guard. Riley Miller scored his 1,000 points uh, against Chicago State this past Friday. The final score was 83-61. to 61. Honestly, with this men's team, this has been one of the first times when I've been like, you know what, this basketball team, we can run. We have some good players this year, I'm not going to lie. So I'm very excited for them. Yeah, it's an interesting dynamic between the the young guys and like the you know the seniors and graduate students because mm-hmm. these young guys, uh, Ajani Lee is a four-star, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. you have a lot of talent coming in, and then these guys from who, honestly, they were recruited as Division three, but they've, they've, they've been worked their stay, way. Exactly, they've been able to stick with it. Exactly. So Riley Miller being able to score 1,000 points and still – Shooting outstanding against mm-hmm. Division One uh, opponents is just really impressive mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Yes, no, most definitely. The St. Thomas basketball team has been able to curate such reliable talents over the past few years, so I'm very proud of them for that. 
This past weekend, Sunday, Vikings, Vikings, go school. We we are doing something this season, and I'm I'm beyond happy over it. So we beat the Bills, uh, 33 to 30 in overtime, and we are now eight and one, top of the NFC North. We are blowing out Aaron Rodgers. For once, we are objectively better than the Green Bay Packers, and we play Cowboys this Sunday. We're to keep the roll. We gotta keep the ball rolling, no pun intended. <laughs> Especially off the backs of Justin Jefferson. Did you see this coming? I I didn't. I oh. didn't. I'm gonna be honest. I'm not huge on the Vikings, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I was expecting another middle of the road season, about 500. So yeah. this is this is shocking. It's, it is very surprising, and I could tell everyone, not even just on campus, the older folks, everyone that I'm just seeing, all Minnesotans. We just, there's more pride in our chest. A recently. lot more purple and yellow. I've been seeing wearing around. Exactly. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. I didn't watch this game until the fourth quarter. Mm. I got a little notification on my phone that said. <laughs> The game is close, so I turned it on real quick, watched the fourth quarter in OT, and uh, I don't know, even as not a Vikings fan, you almost want to root for him. Exactly. It's, it's, you like seeing a team turn things around, you know mm-hmm. what most I mean? Most definitely, most definitely, most definitely. Yeah, no. Um, As I was watching, I personally thought the Bills were going to blow us. I thought it was going to be a bad day to be a Minnesotan. But the, so the fact that we were able to turn it around so so cohesively and work together. Ah, just yeah, especially because the Bills are such an offensive team. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they just now that they have Stefan Diggs too. You know, Vikings lost him, but he's been great for the Bills. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but the fact that Vikings defense would be able to hold them to this, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, only thirty points in an overtime game is it's, it's, it's okay. It's okay. okay. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Patrick Peterson for the Vikings picked him off twice, so mm-hmm, that's. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's looking good. Yeah, no, the last play really blew my mind. I don't even <laughs> just kneel it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you could have thrown it. You know what? You know what? Their mishaps is our fortune. Mm-hmm. So we're going to leave it at that. And also, on the other side, uh, the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves, they are not going as hot as I was as I was thinking about them. So uh, I thought with the ad with the advent of Rudy Gobert, we were going to be able to take what we did last year and just take it to a whole nother level with his defensive prowess, right? Because of the players that we lost, there were some young defensive players, but I feel like adding Rudy Gobert would have been enough to counteract that and then some. But I feel like we are going through some struggles at the moment. Uh, I think it's just, you know, such a big changeup of the starting five. Mm-hmm. Um, having two, like, such dominant big men uh, playing on the court at the same time can mm-hmm. probably cause some troubles. Like, they're both pretty ball dominant, mm-hmm. or they should be both ball dominant since they're so good. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of a feeling of who's going to get the ball, who's got the responsibility. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it kind of feels weird how the Timberwolves actually have some, like, um, not competition, but a a sense of responsibility to uphold greatness now because, like, if we're mid, we can't be mid. We gave up too much for us to be mid. I feel like, especially with the advent of of Carl Anthony Towns and um, Anthony Edwards and D'Lo, we have too good of a team to be mid. I feel like that's just the that's just the truth of the matter. Yeah, the Timberwolves need to be held to a higher standard than they have in the past couple seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, they gave up the next couple seasons pretty much for this season. Exactly. They need to have the win now mentality. You know, they got so many picks for Gobert that like there is no future after there this. is no future. <laughs> exactly. They, they gotta win now or it, it's, it's gonna just, be a while. Mm-hmm, most definitely, most definitely, most definitely. Honestly, how do you feel like Anthony Edwards is playing so far? Um, I think 
I don't know. I last season he played fantastic. Mm-hmm. He's such a young guy. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, with him sharing the ball with D'Angelo Russell, both guards, mm-hmm. I think he can play better. Okay. I think yeah, he's yeah. been relying on his teammates too much. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. he probably felt some kind of responsibility off his shoulders now that he's got another star with him. Of course. But uh, I think I like to see him shoot the ball a lot more. Exactly. I, exactly. He's, he's too good not to. Oh. Um. I was thinking about the Timberwolves uh, the other day, and I was I've came to the decision that I want Anthony Edwards to be the best player, no longer Carl Anthony Towns, because of in the playoffs uh, last season how we lost to the Grizzlies. Anthony Edwards was better than John Morant. He was just better, or at least played him evenly, mm-hmm. right? And the fact that we have a player that is as good or a little bit worse than the opposing team's best player, we should have won. And we only lost because of childishness. That's literally it. It's just bad plays and too many uh, fouls and turnovers from especially Carl Anthony Towns. I'm not ready to give up on him yet, but it's starting to waver on whose team it really should be. Yeah, that Grizzlies matchup that you're talking about mm-hmm. uh, is especially interesting because if we're so evenly matched at that guard position, mm-hmm. the Timberwolves outshine them everywhere, everywhere else. Everywhere else! Exactly. Mm-hmm, it's a mm-hmm. case. It's that case with most teams. Because every team's got one, two stars. Mm-hmm. The Timberwolves, on paper, are a good team. Wasn't last year we were, like, top five in offense mm-hmm. and defense? Yeah. <laughs> but for some reason, we just couldn't put everything together. And I feel like with adding Rudy Gobert, we get that extra leadership that we, we weren't able to see before. Mm-hmm. Or at least we should, in theory. Where do you think the Timberwolves will go this season? I think the Timberwolves are going to be... I don't know. I'm looking at it right now. I think they're number 10 in the West. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a play-in position. I mm-hmm. think they're going to be – they're not. They're going to get themselves out of the play-in. They're going to be like a top seven seed in the West, mm-hmm. um, hopefully top five. I don't know. They just beat the Cavs. The Cavs are a good team this year. They're a very good team this um, year. They didn't have Colin Sexton, but – How much know, was that? Yeah. A, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. And they play the Magic tonight, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Orlando Magic, who's 4-10. and 10, mm-hmm. But – Magic don't have it's Paolo Bancaro is questionable, so uh-huh. hopefully the Timberwolves can tear it up and then use this as a just to jump. swing some momentum exactly, for the rest of the season. Exactly, exactly. Uh, speaking on the the Cavs, how are you, are you surprised that they're doing what they're doing this year? I don't know. They, it's they're such a young team mm-hmm. that yeah, I am surprised, but they're they're good young stars. You know, mm-hmm. Darius Garland had like a fifty monster fifty point night like a couple. <laughs> that was couple a beautiful. Days ago. Yeah, that was beautiful. Uh, Jarrett Allen's always good down low. He's a mm-hmm. great defender. So it's like they're the kind of team you expect to be good in two years. Mm-hmm. But it's just, yeah, I am surprised that they're winning now. Yeah, no, most definitely. Honestly, oh, so last year, were they in the play-in? Was that the where they were at? Or were they in the playoffs? I believe. I don't want to say for sure. But oh, okay, I think okay, they were okay. a lower seed. Exactly. Oh, and the fact that they're able to be good outside of the context of LeBron, this is the first time ever, mm-hmm. honestly. And with a player like Darius Garland being a star, an all-star close to superstar, and then you add in Donovan Mitchell, I feel like that is taking them to a whole nother level because Donovan Mitchell has never had another guard that could take the offensive load where he doesn't have to do this whole, like, am I a point guard, am I a shooting guard type of thing that James Harden was doing uh, down in Houston where you just have to do everything runs through Donovan Mitchell. But now he can literally just focus on getting a bucket. 
And now that he's literally just focusing on that, he doesn't have to play defense. He doesn't have to be a super big leader on the team. He literally could just go and get buckets like a player like Kevin Durant doesn't need to worry about nothing else. And that's why you're watching Donovan Mitchell almost have an MVP-type season. That's what it's looking like where he's putting up, you know what, let me let me look that up. One of the frustrating thing about that is, though, real mm-hmm. quick, is that on paper they're an incredibly similar team to the Timberwolves. <laughs> When you look at it, yeah, who I they mean, have, like, I mean, yeah. they've got like you know, like the young athletic guard. Mm-hmm. They've got the defensive big man, Jared Allen. And On then, paper, they're similar, but the success from both of them is just completely different. Thirty-one points on fifty, wait, fifty-one, forty-three percent from three. That is Steph numbers. What are we? Do- yeah, no, he's he's going out. He's doing something this year with five rebounds and six assists. Yeah, no, he's playing. He's playing out of his mind so it, far. If you compare that to Edwards, Anthony Edwards from the mm-hmm. from the Wolves, he's shooting. He's got. He's getting twenty point nine. So let's say twenty one points mm-hmm. off of forty five percent total from the field goal, and then thirty four from three. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which is it's l- cool. It's it's, it's it's cool. It's fine. It's, cool. it's less than you would want, but mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's decent numbers from mm-hmm. from a guard. Forty five percent. I'll take that. So I think the answer for the Wolves is that shoot more. Exactly. Just, just, just run put the ball through. in his hands. Just put it more in his hands. Of and course. let him score. Of course, of course, of course. I don't know. The Timberwolves are just – I don't know. It's early in the season. Like, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a big – like, I don't like to jump on it, like, too early and just mm-hmm. call them bad right away. Mm-hmm. But we're, like, 15 games into the season at this point. I think the – That's I, a decent enough exactly, sample size to tell. Exactly, exactly. I feel like once you get to, like, 20, I feel like that is when the nail is in the coffin of what teams are going to be what they are for the mm-hmm. rest of the season, unless something big and drastic happens at the trade Yeah, deadline. unless there's some kind of trade or something. But mm. I, the, fu- the future for the Timberwolves this season, they don't have anything to trade. Ex- they gave it all up. Exactly. To go bear. So mm-hmm. it, maybe it's a coaching thing. Maybe it's a front office thing, a team culture thing. Mm-hmm. Something's got to mm-hmm. change for them. Uh, you, if, even if it's not the roster that changes. Of course, of course, of course. Ah. And that's all we have so far today. Make sure you check out TommyMedia.com for more sports stories. And this has been Keep the Ball Rolling. I'm your host, NK Apati, with Adam Mueller. Thank you for joining us today. <laughs>